Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today comes to us from Liverpool, Pennsylvania. He is one Josh Engel. He is currently in the midst of producing Harrisburg PA's John Garcia and the Hopeless Romantics singles throughout the rest of 2021, along with a bunch of other artists. Josh plays guitar in two different bands, including Illusion of Solace and Elsewhere. He does the majority of the instrumental writing and all of the audio production. Elsewhere just released their second EP titled A Different Side of Fangs, which you can find on all streaming platforms. And Illusion of Solace is currently in the middle of tracking vocals with a new vocalist for their second EP. He also plays bass, a little bit of drums, and some scream, yelly, harsh type of vocals. For fun, we asked Josh if he has any pet peeves, and he replied with the following. People not realizing how good the Halo video games still are, or people being wrong about not liking The Office. Oh, and he also adds, when people have absolute opinions like, quote, this guitar brand sucks, that recording software blows, this is the only way to record or mix songs. He does realize when he says this that he totally contradicts himself here with The Office and Halo statements. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing a Christian metalcore band known as The Devil Wears Prada, and their studio album titled Plagues. Plagues was recorded at the Foundation Recording Studios in Connersville, Indiana, and was originally released back on August 21st of 2007 on Rise Records. Plagues was produced by Joey Sturgis, which we will learn a little bit more about in our conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome Josh Engel to Cover to Cover. Josh Engel, it is really great to have you on the program today. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. We're going to be talking about a Christian metalcore band known as The Devil Wears Prada, and uh, we're going to be specifically talking about plagues. Um, so, you know, just just to begin, what what inspired you to choose this particular record from The Devil Wears Prada? Um, they were kind of like one of the first bands of of that genre back in the day that was kind of pioneering that sound, um, like that early mid two thousands, like, yeah, Christian metalcore with like synths and stuff to breakdowns and, um, heavy vocals and clean. So like clean singing on top of it. So yeah, I don't know. Like that was one of the first bands that got me into it. And they kind of, uh, really introduced me to the whole genre that I still admire today and still play. And yeah. So the band is from, Connersville, Indiana. Uh, that's actually incorrect. Um, oh, the main okay. studio they used to record at with a famous music producer, Joey Sturgis. He was based out of Connersville, Indiana. Um, okay. I believe they're from Dayton, Ohio, originally. Okay. Um, so, regarding the Devil Wears Prada, can you tell us who the players are on this particular album? Yeah. Um, the main vocalist who does all the, the screamy screams is uh, Mike Kranica. Uh The guitarist with the um, clean singing, Jeremy the Poister. 
the bass is Andy Trick, uh, guitarist and main songwriter, uh, Chris Ruby, drummer Dan Williams, and the synth player is James Bainey. Interesting. So is this, is, is, is that considered the original lineup of the Devil Wars Prada, or have they kind of gone through some just membership switches, if you will? Yeah, um, that actually is the the main lineup they had for a while, like the original lineup. Um, they had that original lineup from I want to say like when they first started in like 2005, mm-hmm. all the way up till uh, their keyboardist was the first member to leave in like 2011, I believe. So yeah, they had like the same lineup for a solid like six years. Cool. We are talking with Josh Engel. Um, he is a record producer. He's in the midst of recording, you know, a whole slew of albums for the rest of 2021. He's based in Liverpool, Pennsylvania. And um, talking about Devil Wears Prada today, Josh, um, can you describe for our listeners, you know, kind of when you first heard this particular album from the band? Are you a longtime fan? How did um, how did this record come about for you? Um, yeah, very much a longtime fan. Um, yeah, I got, I heard the, that album Plagues when I was about 15, um, so probably like 2006, I want to say, or 2007, and, uh, yeah, like, I, a friend introduced me to them, um, in high school, he was always into those, like, screamo bands back in the day, like, in the, you know, the sceny weeny type of music, uh, music scene, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, he was just showing me bands like August Burns Red, Haste Today, As I Lay Dying, and then Noah's Prada. And I really, I mean, I still love all those bands, Haste Today, August Burns Red, still crushing it. But, like, I don't know. Whenever I heard um, he was playing me, like, his old little iPod in class one day and, like, popped it in the earphone in my ear, and I was like, ooh, what's, what's this band? And the first thing I gravitated towards was the vocals. Like, the screams were just totally different than than what the other bands were doing at the time. And then they were, like, the first band that I heard having all this, like, crazy kind of techno synth stuff, but then they would have these cool orchestral moments um, <laughs> under, you know, just heavy chugging breakdowns. Um, and then all of a sudden it would go from screams to really high singing. So it was just really unique at the time. And, uh, yeah, very much a big fan. I have a half sleeve of... Um, two of their different album arts tattooed on me, so. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and one of the album arts is Plagues. Uh-huh. Nice. We are talking with Josh Engel here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tark about the Devil Wears Prada, uh, specifically about uh, Plagues. Um, Josh, do you think that this offering from the band is uh, a sound that they have kind of been, you know, building upon from, you know, some previous records, or do you think that that uh, ultimately this is just a it's a vastly different record and they've you know we're really beginning to uh, to reach the summit at this point in their career. Um, I'd actually say that well, Plagues was their second full length, so they were and they're still around today. They're they just released a year ago, a little over a year ago. They're oh man, I want to say seven thousand now or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, the album Plagues was very much their early stuff. And, uh, yeah, I feel like – and they, uh, it's funny enough, in a lot of interviews, <laughs> they've uh, the band members have gone on record as of late saying that they really hate that album and they hate that old sound because um, they wrote it when they were all, like, you know, 16-, 17-year-old kids. 
Um, and now they're all in their 30s. So, yeah, they definitely matured a lot since then musically. And, and I get it. Like, uh, that album isn't the best with songwriting and, um, like, just the transitions are weird. But, yeah, I feel like at the time they were just doing something so unique. Um, but, yeah, now today they sound completely different. But that album still holds holds dear to my heart because, uh, yeah, just nostalgic. And, yeah, I learned, tried to learn every song on that album on guitar at one point and <laughs> was just upset. <laughs> nice. Do you have any uh, favorite tracks on this particular album that you want to discuss? Or do you want to literally go track by track and uh, just describe for our audience, you know, why these songs mean so much to you? How would, how would you like to tackle the record? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind describing, like, the album has, like, an overall theme, I, I believe. Um, every song is a little different in meaning. Um, my favorite ones, my favorite tracks on the on the album are uh, uh, HTML Rules, Dude, uh, Hey John, What's Your Name Again, uh, Reptar King of the Ozone, and, <laughs> the fi- and the final track, Nichols is Money Too. And uh, that's another funny thing about the album is they were doing something this they weren't really pioneering, but they were kind of doing similar thing. All the bands back then were just having super goofy, random inside joke titles that just made no sense. <laughs> but then the <laughs> but then the lyrics would be about something like really serious and you know deep. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like the main theme of the album, um, at least the way I interpret it, is it's kind of about kind of like it's a lot of it's metaphorical um if you look into the lyrics they're very um i don't know grandiose in the sense of like a plague happening and there's a lot of like biblical um references um not super in your face like shoving religion in there saying look like oh jesus loves you but more of like looking inwards and your like uh, morality and Mm -hmm. that's just kind of like a big metaphor of saying oh you know, like, we're kind of living a modern-day plague. Like, everyone is so self-absorbed and just overall selfish and cling on to too many materialistic things. And uh, then, like, the last song, the reason why it's my favorite is because I'm usually a sucker for last songs on albums just because I feel like they done right. They always kind of have their own vibe. Um, and that, that song definitely pertains to that. It, it's like the the ending lines about the inferno and like just mm-hmm. the end of times and just everyone <laughs> it's a very dark ending just like saying everyone's yeah. dying but um yeah i don't know it got me thinking when i was younger like whoa yeah like too many people um are a little bit too selfish and need to kind of work on their decency <laughs> yeah that that lyric that that you're referring to i'm looking at the liner notes traditions dug the grave the inferno has commenced yep yeah, love That's that. That's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Super heavy. Um, I'd like to, you know, talk about Nicola's Money too, just a little bit. You're you're a record producer. Um, are there any production elements on this, you know, on this particular song that um, that are meaningful to you? Are there just little little things that the band, you know, just committed to tape that you like to commit to your own projects or? Keep that out for us just a little bit if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, time. I feel like it was rec- – I don't know about that album, but I know the record producer, um, Joey Sturgis, 
that, funny enough, he's one of my favorite producers of all time. He's kind of the pioneer of his own sense in audio production where uh, he actually started working with Elvis Prada um, mm-hmm. very early on in his career and their career. So they kind of like helped each other out um, throughout the years where he's recorded their first, uh, I want to say three or four albums. And then it got him a deal, Rise Records and um, producing a slew of a bunch of other metalcore bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really looked into him when I was getting into audio about 10 years ago or so. And I was like, whoa, this dude has a very minimalistic approach. Like I looked into like how he made the records back in the day. It, it, and um, I'm not sure about Plagues, but I know most of his Joey Sturgis' albums are done with like pod farm, like not real guitar amps, just using an amp sim um, hmm. and just sticking with digital. He has a very small setup. Uh, in his studios throughout the years where he doesn't have a bunch of analog gear. Mm-hmm. Um, half the drums are fake with drum samples. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, I, I'm pretty sure Plagues was done that way, too. But I know, I know their next album, the one that came after with Roots Above and Brand was very much in that digital domain where everything is quote-unquote fake. But funny enough, that album went on, like, number nine on the top billboard and um, a bunch of the uh, Joey Sturgis's albums that he's recorded have gone like gold and and funny enough it's been all been done with you know fake drums and no real guitar amps and that kind of like really inspired me I was like whoa like really sick songs that like can be done with very small amount of gear and with you know, just plugins and programs so I went that route like the first many for like the first many few albums i did were just with pod farm <laughs> for the guitars like not miking up a real guitar cab at all mm-hmm. um and just using uh superior drummer or steven slate drums <laughs> for the for the drum sounds and yeah i just that's what really inspired me so it's kind of funny like the album plague didn't really inspire me a whole lot with like audio but it mm-hmm. opened the door to looking into who their producer was and then he like his later work then kind of inspired me we are talking with josh engel here on cover to cover with matt tark about the devil wears prada and their record known as plagues uh we've been you know going into quite a little bit here about nicola's money too um Josh, you mentioned uh, some other tracks like Reptar, King of the Ozone, which, you know, sounds like a bit of a nonsensical name to the to the laymen, you know, in terms yep. of, you know, what that looks like on paper. Um, are, are, say, are there any lyrics in this particular song that stand out for you? Um, are you a lyric guy or are you, are you uh, more of kind of, you know, the music or the melodic quality of a song first before lyrics? Um, I do really love lyrics, but yeah, I typically gravitate towards like, yeah, the, the instrumentals first, funny enough. Um, yeah, for me, lyrics are, um, I guess it kind of in the song, but with this kind of genre, like metalcore, yeah, I usually gravitate towards the, the music first and then the lyrics later. Um, but, um, their vocalist, uh, Mike Ranica, Oh my goodness, he is a phenomenal lyricist. Um, more so even with their newer stuff, which is kind of funny. Um, he has very deep poetic lyrics, and, and I, I guess that still resonates with this album, Plagues, but 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he is very just, I don't know, they're kind of philosophical, they're metaphorical, but they're also just really deep. Um, uh, their later albums, like their more recent ones, his I would say his lyrics are more direct, um, but still very poetic mm-hmm. and it's in his own regard. But yeah, in Reptar, um, it's hard to pick out like a favorite lyric because like, I feel like the whole song is just so solid, like with its lyrics. It um, yeah, just, just the picture kind of paints um, like the sulfur infect everything we've created. Tendons are torn and screams are released into a poison mathematical atmosphere. Like, favorite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just kind of like I don't know. It paints a picture in my head of like this again grandiose epic. Um, yeah. Just dark play happening, you know, just yeah, just things kind of ending in this crazy way. <laughs> mhm. I'm trying to think of another song that you, you mentioned off the top. Was it um HTML rules, dude? Yeah. That for, from a from a, a record sequential point of view, it's it's absolutely perfect. Um coming out of number three, never forget. I can't really I can't really describe why other than from a dynamical point of view, it's just it's just where it should be. Yeah. Um, yep. What do you, do you like the most about HTML? Um. Oh boy, that's tough. It's, I would say, um, as a song in general, or do you mean like the lyrics? Anything. Um, anything. The song in general. Um, I've got a little something to say, but I'll wait, and it's kind of towards the end of this track. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It's funny you mention that because, yeah, I think my favorite parts are the beginning and the ending of the track. The middle of it, I like it, but I feel like the middle of the song, I, I tend to kind of, I can't, like, think of it in my head. But the the intro and the, the out, the ending breakdown are just, like, the two, like, big hitter things. Because it starts off with this weird digital intro with clean singing um, and these, like, guitar chords going. And then just, like, all just slams in with the screams going still the chords playing um but then the ending just has this super brutal breakdown with like double kick drums going you know yeah i noticed too at the end of this track it sounds like there's some almost like a muzzle of bees or flies that are you know getting closer and closer to the listener's ears it's just really it's eerie man it makes your skin crawl (laughs) yep yeah yeah i love that (laughs) i love that um They've done that. They've done some similar stuff like that throughout the whole album. I really like. Um, I know uh, the song before Reptar King of the Ozone. I want to say it's the song is called uh, Track Seven. But um, yeah. going from that to Reptar, there's like this noise of it just sounds like trees are falling. Like it just sounds like just things just I don't know ending and just like almost not really explosions, but it just kind of just sounds like a forest being ripped, a forest being ripped apart and um, I really dig that. Like, they just have, like, cool little eerie noises between their songs to kind of make it almost like a concept album, you know? Yeah. You, you, we're talking about the song is called here. There's like yeah. This, this fluttering piano at the beginning. Mm, and, love uh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, you know, be careful to not step into any booby traps. Like, this sort of tension you're referring to. And then yep. there's, I, it, it sounded, too, like there was a shuffling of a newspaper and... I don't know, like something you might hear in a mostly quiet, undisturbed attic, and then all of a sudden, crazy crap's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's another song that stands out to me um, instrumentally because it just starts off with that 
beautiful piano and then um and there's like piano throughout the whole song um i mean there there are throughout the whole album i guess off and on but yeah something about that intro that that song oh my gosh then i don't know that that kind of like interlude um towards the the middle to the end where it's just like this really nice singing uh i don't know hits me (laughs) there's a really cool lyric kind of towards the middle i didn't think clock struck more than 12 times i decided to name her insomnia yep oh so good (laughs) so so good (laughs) yeah yeah it the way i always took that was um i guess it's kind of obvious just you know about feeling like you can't sleep because of insomnia but at the same time the the part about didn't know the clock struck more than 12 times i I took that as like oh man that's deep like and dark Mm -hmm. like it just makes you feel like you know time going on too slow and or out of time yeah 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 that too yeah yep yeah and um there's something about the the clean singing during that kind of interlude part the lyrics go um her teeth show like white seeds and a scarlet fruit um this i'm gonna tell you old friend fear beauty this is meager. This is feeble. She was only a fiction in my creation. And that I'm like, that, that's like a, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just love the word. It just sounds very, I don't know, deep and poetic and kind of makes you wonder what it's about. Yeah. It has a real cinematic quality to it. Yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah. We're talking friends with Josh Engel. He is a record producer at Native Studios on cover to cover with Matt Tarka, all things Devil Wears Prada, and we're talking about plagues. Um, Josh, are there any other songs that you would like to discuss in greater detail, or should we close our conversation with a little chat about cover art? The only other song that I was going to quickly mention was um, Hey John, What's Your Name Again? Um, I know that's one of their biggest songs ever, and um, the lyrics are instrumentally the song's really cool um it yeah. has like this heavy breakdown in the middle with this like glitchy synth part that uh, a lot of people are familiar with that that know that song mm-hmm. that part always sticks out and he uses the lyricist uh mike ranica uses a lot of fancy big words like uh congratulations on mutilation for a life uh then another line goes uh this shall pass megalomania and it's just funny because that line he like screams like with this deep low, you know, growl. Um, so it's just kind of funny like hearing this dude <laughs> sounding really evil and demonic screaming the word uh, megalomania. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that always that song always just stood out to me because the meaning of it is I don't know. It, it's kind it's kind of spiritual or religious, um, but it's also I believe about too many people clinging on to materialistic things and that kind of, and letting that, letting that um, consume their life. And some, maybe some instant gratification too. I mean, if we look back to the previous track, which is HTML rules, dude, you're, you know, there's a lot of sort of electronic sound at play here. And this song begins with almost a sound of like an internet dial up connection, which is really, really jarring for anybody that's uh, (laughs) connected to the interwebs in 2021. Like, yep. What is this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. Pretty good. Uh, Noise. That that sound makes me think of the, 
yeah, the old days of being, you know, 10 years old and you can't be on the Internet if uh, someone's on the phone at the same time exactly. or vice versa. Yes. <laughs> uh, everybody, we're talking with Josh Engel here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarko about the Devil Wears Prada and uh, the record known as Plagues. Um, Josh, I'd like to talk about cover art. Um, we live in this world where things happen so incredibly fast, but with every every single music release, there is still that ubiquitous form of art and is cover art that supports any type of release imaginable. And when you look at the album cover as a whole, are there any kinds of images that are conjured up in, in your mind? Do you, um, what, where do you, where do you go first when you, when you see this? Do you think it's an accurate representation of the music you're about to experience or is it something kind of, um, different? Yeah, for the for the plagues album art. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, what's really cool? Um, fun tidbit. There's actually um, two different album covers they use. The original one is of this um, uh, girl. She has her uh, hands on her face, and behind her, it's just looking like a desolate land of you know everything's kind of charred and black and brown and little. Um, tidbits of like red color and there's just dragonflies flying behind her um, trees that are very dead and that's actually the album cover I have tattooed on my on my arm um, originally I wanted to get a tattoo of their the second album cover because they, they re-released the album a couple years later um, mm -hmm. with um, a fun like DVD like a kind of tour documentary um, mm -hmm. and that album cover is really sick as well it's kind of the opposite direction in art style. It's kind of cartoony, but in this really cool, detailed way. But the message is still there. Um, that that album cover it just has a lot of greens and purples, and it's just a, like really creepy stuff. Like the, the, like the, the album cover itself, on like the front of the case, it looks like teeth or like a mouth opening up, and then in the mouth it says that we're Prada. But mm -hmm. then I know if you open up the CD case or, or the lyric booklet, it unfolds as one big image where there's like a horse that looks all like <laughs> demonic. And then it's like <laughs> biting on this creepy snake. And then there's a frog on the back cover. Um, just kind of stuff that makes you think of a plague, you know, like snakes, frogs, um, a lot of green ooze. <laughs> yeah. I just think of, I feel like that both album covers of, of plagues, I feel like just, perfectly nail it when it comes to the imagery of what the the songs sound like, whether it's instrumentally or the fun little tidbits in between the songs of like the bees buzzing and like sounds like, you know, a plague or things happening. Um, and lyrically, you know, I think it's all very cohesive and we're very well together. Josh Engel of Native Studios. Thank you so very much for coming on the program today. It's been a great pleasure having you, getting to know more about the Devil Wars Prada, and uh, many thanks. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it, dude. All right. Thanks so much to Josh Engel for taking some time to stop by cover to cover today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you dial into your favorite podcasts. 
Take a moment to tell a friend or some of your family about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That'll certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.